0: Or is it for us? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team that I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Monday, producer Steve.
2: Yeah, you get (laughs) me every week with that. Monday, what, June 26th? You know what that means.
1: Christmas is right around the corner?
2: Well, that too, but here we are headed to the last, you know, the end of June.
1: It is hard to believe. And
2: the year is officially half over.
1: It is. And one of my favorite holidays is right around the corner, and Ah. that is Independence Day. And uh, we will be taking the week off, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to have original content for everyone. You and I have been working diligently. Uh, We've been lining up and recording amazing guests. And uh, we do have a surprise for them next Wednesday, don't we, with Trent Luce.
2: Oh yes. Well, every Wednesday is a surprise with Trent Loose. <laughs> true that, true
1: that. But this I is mean, a-
2: he's an, an anomaly in a way. I mean, he's a fundamentally midwestern solid what you would expect, but his sense of humor.
1: <laughs> it is. It's a great sense of humor. So we are working diligently. Uh, next week we will have pre-recorded shows so that the team can take a little bit of time off. But amazing guests, uh, just just amazing guests. So be sure and sign up for our weekly email newsletter at KimMunson.com. That way you'll see who the upcoming guests are as well as our most recent essays. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And I do thank all of you who support us. We are an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, a great... Um, <clears throat> A great America's Veterans Stories show that we broadcast yesterday, 3 to 4 p.m., with World War II veteran, 99 year old Andy Negra. And he, he actually went back to Normandy this year uh, for the anniversary of the D Day landings. And he's, he'll be 100 next year. And he said, God willing, he's going next year as well, Steve.
2: I hope he makes it because I can't imagine what that's like for him. And the guy, I'm sure he's still, you know, there's still enough of them who make the trip. And maybe they don't know each other. They served in, you know, different areas of, in that particular day, Uh, and, and all the famous events, the battles that ensued afterwards, but. Certainly, they had that instant camaraderie, and I, I hope he makes it.
1: Oh, absolutely. And uh, that interview will rebroadcast re- this Sunday, 10 to 11 p.m., and then the next Saturday, 10 to 11 p.m. So there's all kinds of opportunities to catch up on these America's Veteran Story shows as well. Uh, let's see here. Let's get over here to the word of the day, and that is antithetical. And I've been writing up my... <clears throat> my uh, Colorado Union of Taxpayer end of session uh, letter. And uh, obviously it's taken me a little while to try to get my brain around what to say exactly. But I was using the word antithetical because uh, the fact that we had 681 pieces of legislation that was proposed this legislative session, there is no way that these senators and representatives could read all of those bills. And so there are bills that have been proposed and passed and signed by the governor that our elected representatives have not read. And that is antithetical to good governance. But antithetical is the direct opposite. That's the first definition. Second, placing a sentence or parts of a sentence or one of its parts against another to which it is opposed to form a balanced contrast of ideas. The example is. Give me liberty or give me death. So today's word of the day is antithetical.
2: You know, while they were in session, you know, starting what in January and, and ending up in May, was it? was it? Yes, yes. You had said many times and a lot of your guests had said many times that obviously the the sheer volume of the bill's and then the fact that how many of them were how many pages long? Some oh, exactly. Of them ridiculous. Some of them very long. And you said, you tell me that these people are reading these things and have every little nuance of that bill they can speak to. It, I don't think so.
1: I don't think so. So not only is it reading the bill, understanding it, but understanding the long-term consequences. And that's why what we do with the Voter's Guide, which will be coming out, I I talked to Zach about it the other day. We were going down the list of things that we're working on. I said, "Uh, I hate to even bring this up, but don't forget about the Voter's Guide. He's like, oh, that's right. Uh, So we will be... um, (laughs) Caller ID,
2: when he sees you calling in, I wonder what's going through his head.
1: (laughs) He's like, oh, boy. But, oh, my gosh, you can't believe how much work we've done. We just about have the... Uh, new sales brochure done which it has the new photos that we have had taken with Janssen Photography and they are really interesting great photos I just have to say that and Janssen Photography Glenn Jansen, is works magic uh, with his camera and uh, he and Mary Janssen have a beautiful property out in Lakewood Colorado which it is, uh, it's time to be making your appointment for those senior portraits, but also get the family together to get a senior portrait or of children. They change so much. And of course, to get that uh, important uh, photo for your political or your business career, Jansen Photography is the place to do that. Uh, But we are putting the final touches on this new marketing brochure, which I'll have to send that over to you, Steve. I think you'll be impressed.
2: I'm eager to see the new photos, although I'm gonna miss the one where you're sitting on Washington's horse. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, Monday, you are on it. Okay, gloves are off. I've got to figure out how I'm going to get you back on that one. So um, good one, good one, very good one. Okay, so word of the day is antithetical. And uh, uh, wanted to mention the Center for American Values and this great little quote book, The Medal of Honor Quotes, Inspiration from America's Military Heroes. Highly recommend that you get this book. You can go to AmericanValueCenter.org. That's AmericanValueCenter.org and uh, order the book. But also they put together some great educational programs for educators, home educators, public school educators, across the line, online uh, information. And, again, you can get all that at AmericanValueCenter.org. So we're going through these quotes and uh telling the story of these these guys and this is lewis h wilson jr a united states marine corps medal of honor born uh let's see no he would have been born in 1920 sorry i had that wrong He was born in 1920, died in 2005. He was a United States Marine Corps four-star general and a World War II recipient of the Medal of Honor for his actions during the Battle of Guam. He served as the 26th Commandant of the Marine Corps from 1975 until his retirement from the Marine Corps in 1979 after 38 years of service. And this is what he did. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity, at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty as commanding officer of a rifle company attached to the 2nd Battalion, 9th Marines, 3rd Marine Division, in action against um, <clears throat> excuse me. enemy Japanese forces at Fonte Hill, Guam, 25-26 July nor- 1944. Ordered to take that portion of the hill within his zone of action, Captain Wilson initiated his attack in mid-afternoon, pushed up the rugged, open terrain against terrific machine gun fire, rifle fire for 300 yards, and successfully captured the objective. Promptly assuming command of other disorganized units and motorized equipment in addition to his own company and one reinforcing platoon, he organized his night defenses in the face of continuous hostile fire and, although wounded three times during this five-hour period, completed his disposition of men and guns before retiring to the company command post for medical attention. Shortly thereafter, when the enemy launched the first of a series of savage counterattacks lasting all night, He voluntarily rejoined his besieged units and repeatedly exposed himself to the merciless hail of shrapnel and bullets, dashing 50 yards into the open on one occasion to rescue a wounded Marine lying helpless beyond the front lines. Just stop right there, Steve. 50 yards. Is that not amazing?
2: Well, you know what it tells me. I mean, after all the ones that we read last week that just, hit, I guess most of them, if not all, were from the European theater. Right. Now we've jumped over the, the Pacific theater, but the problems, the issues, the, the
1: conflict was the same. Yeah, it, it was. And, uh, and we were fighting two foes at that time. But continuing on, it says, fighting fiercely and hand-to-hand encounters. Think about, think about what that means. He led his men in furiously waged battle. Uh, for approximately 10 hours, tenaciously holding his line and repelling the fanatically renewed counter thrust until he succeeded in crushing the last efforts of the hard-pressed Japanese early the following morning. Then, organizing a 17-man patrol, he immediately advanced upon a strategic slope essential to the security of his position and boldly defying intense mortar, machine gun, and rifle fire, which struck down 13 of his men drove relentlessly forward with the remnants of his patrol to seize the vital ground. By his indomitable leadership, daring combat tactics, and valor in the face of overwhelming odds, Captain Wilson succeeded in capturing and holding the strategic high ground in his regimental sector, thereby contributing essentially to the success of his regimental mission and to the annihilation of 350 Japanese troops. His inspiring conduct throughout the critical periods of this decisive action sustains and enhances the highest traditions of the U.S. Naval Service. So, my friends, when I say that we stand on the shoulders of giants, I'm really not kidding, Steve.
2: I would think if you were to, you know, obviously he's deceased now, but if you were able to interview him, and the way you start your, your veterans' interviews is always tell us about where you're from and where you grew up this guy would have been plain jane
1: i think it was mississippi if i remember right
2: okay middle um you know uh what am i trying to say uh just homespun type regular 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 guy and yet put into these situations of just what what the end result really is and you mentioned you emphasize that hand-to-hand thing you know, if I were to have to train again all over and and actually be in these situations, nothing would bother me more than the hand-to-hand combat. It's one thing to shoot at an enemy who's 100 yards away. It's not that personal. But a hand-to-hand combat, that's different.
1: Yeah, that's pretty tough stuff. So, my friends, we do stand on the shoulders of giants. We are Americans. We are in a great battle of ideas right now this the the inspiration that we take from these medal of honor recipients is that when confronted with the situation they took action and they took action because of those that they love and those that they those that are beside them and so in this great battle of ideas it is time for each of us to take action and take a look at whatever that issue or one of the top issues that keeps you up at night engage in that make a difference we do this show to help you get your brain around these issues so you understand them so that you can engage with reason and 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 great rhetoric and that's why we do the show we get to do this because of a lot of great sponsors and one of those is hooters restaurants they've been great sponsors of the show for many years this and america's veteran stories how i got to know them it's an important story it was when i was on city council And it was about, uh, it's a story of freedom and free markets and capitalism. Uh, So Hooters Restaurants has five locations. That's Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. It's a great place to get together with friends. They have specials for lunch and happy hour. And again, that's Hooters Restaurants. Another great sponsor is uh, Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And Roger knows that life can be challenging. And it's the Mangan's Team's mission to maximize your financial security as you manage the risks of everyday life. So call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for more information. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's Team is there.
3: So I switched my insurance to the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. Get this, I actually talked to Roger Mangan, who has been helping people with their insurance coverage in our community for 47 years. He helped me create a State Farm personalized price insurance plan for my home and auto and explained affordable options. For personalized service and peace of mind that you are working with a team that cares about you and your family, call Roger Mangan now at 303-795-8855. Kim highly recommends the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. Again, that number is 303-795-8855.
4: It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubb Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubb Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com.
3: Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at kimmunson.com welcome back to the kim munson show
1: be sure and check out our website that is kim munson dot com. sign up for a weekly email newsletter and you can email me at kim at kim munson.com as well thank you to all of you who support us we are an independent voice and we search for truth and clarity as we look at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force force versus freedom if something's a good idea you shouldn't have to force people to do it be sure and check out our website. That is KimMunson.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests and our most recent essays. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. Our text line is 720-605-0647. And thank you to all of you who support us. A couple of things. First of all, Steve, uh, did you happen to see the headlines over the weekend? I was at an event on Wednesday evening, and somebody said that the Wagner military group was um mad at putin and that they were actually making a move towards moscow with tanks and and troops and that this was a really big deal and i went into the weekend just wondering what all this meant exactly supposedly belarus stepped in and um uh, defuse the situation. At least that's the last I saw. And I'm thinking, I have some very close friends that are traveling in Europe right now. And I pray for their safety and safe return. Um, I don't know what to think about all that. the The story I heard is that Russia's defense minister, sent a missile that took out some of the Wagner troops and so they were going to retaliate. I don't know what to think about that. Do you have any thoughts on that, Steve?
2: All right, I have to confess I was very much checked out on both days of the weekend.
1: Okay, that's good. I only heard about
2: good. it this morning on the way in, okay. but they they put they gave it a lot of airtime which told me that number one, it it's very incredibly significant because it certainly paints a picture that Mr. Putin He's not standing on solid ground right now.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's true that. Oh, Steve, as I'm going through the, the notes, I forgot to give the um, actually the quote of the day of what I went through the whole story of Louis Lew, uh, H. Wilson, Jr. But I forgot to to get. And so this is very appropriate. He said, press on. <laughs> After everything he, he went through, his press on. So remind me when I get myself over here on the, just telling the story that I forget to give the quote. But... Obviously, a man of many words. <laughs> <laughs> True that. But lots of action, lots of action. Okay, Steve, you found a sound bite that you thought was very appropriate to share with our listeners. Do you want to set this up?
2: One of my. Uh... Actually, we spent six years in homeroom together, uh, together because his last name is Flynn. You know, Was that a
1: name. one-room schoolhouse? <laughs> ah, <ta-da! laughs>
2: and he sent me this, and at first I thought, oh, what is this? You know, sometimes people send you stuff, and you're not too. I'm glad I took the time to open this up because, all right, let me. You know, my little soapbox here is that through television and radio, throughout its history, and then add to it the internet, there are many different forms of ways of being informed. Unfortunately in this country we opt more to be entertained and informed. What you're gonna hear here 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 is um here, here. <laughs> one of my biggest worries and fears because I we are not what what is the coin of, what's his face? Oh jeez the, the guy in, in Pittsburgh, Doctor Pittsburgh in, intellectual curiosity.
1: Oh Doctor James Lionsweiler. Yeah. He's Michigan.
2: Oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought that area code was Pennsylvania. At any rate, oh, it
1: probably is.
2: Um, intellectual curiosity. Mm-hmm. We don't have it anymore. Collectively, we don't. And we are set, you know, we tend to be lazy in the way we inform ourselves. So this this highlights this. And the media and the people who control the media are dependent on that, that fact. So listen to this. Okay.
5: All week I've been fascinated with this story. Billionaire trapped in the bottom of the sea in search of the Titanic. It'll take six hours to get there and only eight hours of oxygen. Suspense. Will they live? Will they die? Duped by the media again. Monday, the Titan is missing. Tuesday, there's a banging sound. Wednesday, they're running out of air. Thursday, oh no, we found the wreckage. But the entire time, they knew it was BS. U.S. Navy knew the sub already blew up on Sunday. Sunday. But they distracted us, again, to hide the news cycle. What happened this week? Let's do a quick recap on what you missed. J.P. Morgan and Jeffrey Epstein emails were released. And now they have just mistakenly deleted 47 million emails. Joe Biden is undergoing an impeachment vote in the House, or at least trying. The Pentagon fat-fingered $6 billion to Ukraine. Hunter Biden gets a slap on the wrist while FBI whistleblowers are going missing. And John Durham had his congressional hearing this week regarding the Russia hoax. But I was so busy wondering about the billionaire who decided to go boating in a submersible soda can. missed it all.
2: <laughs> what do you think of that?
1: <laughs> uh, that is uh, very, very well done, I think, Steve. I wish they wouldn't have put that
2: music behind it because it's kind of t- tough to pick out some of his words it, it was but the point is incredibly well made here it is this bright shiny object look at this and you're missing out on what's what's really going on yeah.
1: i didn't get the first one i don't think i knew that what was this about jp morgan 40 what, do, do you know about that
2: i knew about the uh, the epstein thing that uh, you know they were getting close to here's his list of uh clients They keep pushing that upward and upward, hoping it's going to break the surface. Uh, J.P. Morgan didn't know that one. But I'm a victim of what he's saying. I was curious about what's going to happen with these guys in the submarine.
1: Okay. There it is. Okay. Okay. Well, yes. um, (laughs) uh, Yes, there's a lot going on in our world out there. And that is why we, you know, we bring on experts to talk about these things and we we continue to work to shed light on this so that we are, are well um, informed on things. So the first thing, let's go to this because this will be a great segue into our guests that we have. We have three different school board members that these are men we ask. Sometimes we say, where are the men? These are three men that are stepping forward. And you will not want to miss our featured guests in our one and our two. But I pulled this first headline from the Associated Press. It says Republicans vote to cut University of Wisconsin system's budget by $32 million in diversity programs, SPAT. Uh, It says um, that they're uh, voting to cut this despite a projected record-high $7 billion state budget surplus, leaving the university nearly half a billion dollars short of what it requested. First thing the university of wisconsin is asking for more than half a billion dollars whatever happened to tuition paying for education steve i mean that's a lot of money
2: this you know i i got a good look at this this morning and had that very same thought it's like we're talking billions of dollars here and
1: billions of dollars for indoctrination
2: yeah Oh, did that did, by the way, that reminds me. Did I send you a, a meme? Oh, you
1: did, and I thought I put that on the headline. Didn't I put that somewhere? Oh, what? I thought I did, Steve, but... Um, well, here it is. Okay, got it. Okay.
2: Don't be too impressed by college degrees anymore. Graduates are no longer the most educated. They are only just the most indoctrinated.
1: So one would ask, why on earth we continue... To send all of this money. And but first so going continuing on, it says the cut comes in reaction to Republican anger over diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI programs, on the system's thirteen universities. Republican leaders have said the thirty two million is what they estimated would be spent on those programs over the next two years. <clears throat> it says they need to refocus their priorities on being partners on developing our workforce. I'm, I'm not sure I agree with that. I don't think that that is what education is supposed to be doing, is to create a workforce for uh, for America. I think that what we are supposed to be doing is teaching kids the basics, critical thinking, that they can go out and create businesses, do jobs. So I do disagree with that, because that's not the future. That That's not the proper role of education. But we continue, continue on. Uh, this is by replication. Rep- Republican State Representative Mark Bourne, co-chair of the legislature's budget writing committee. He said this, they need to refocus their priorities, I do agree with that, on being partners on developing our workforce in the future of the state. And we're hopeful that they're going to be ready to do that as we move forward. Says the university system could get the $32 million back at a later date if it shows how it would be spent on workforce development efforts. Again, I don't agree with that, and not diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. The GOP plan also aims to cut more than 180 DEI um, inclusion jobs on University of Wisconsin uh, campuses. Democrat Representative Evan Goike called the plan garbage before the vote. You're sending such a painful message to communities of color, people of color around Wisconsin. And and again, I have... uh, I have friends that have said that this uh, DEI thing, uh, to put people into groups and to tell one group that they're oppressors and one that they are victims, it does nobody any good. And it says, the cuts come despite warnings from University of Wisconsin President Jay Rothman of tuition increases and possible campus closures if the system's budget was cut. You know what? I'd say, okay, go ahead and and do that because all this money – public money that's going into, into the indoctrination of our children, this has got to stop. And you know, we recently had a candidate a candidate for Denver Public Schools on the, um, on the show and he said that in DPS, only 5% of black and brown children are proficient in reading at the third grade. So this Democrat representative, Evan Goikey, instead of uh, being pushing this agenda that some kids are victims and some kids are oppressors how about we teach reading writing and arithmetic to all children and give them the tools so that they become they can become successful in in their lives and so that I think is really important that we we teach kids uh, and help them get learn these tools that are essential to their um, To their success. Uh, I did want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. Uh, It is a nonprofit that I dearly love. As we are going through these stories of our military, of all the military veterans that I've interviewed for our America's Veterans Stories, I realize how important it is that we know their stories, that we honor these people. And a great way to do that is by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org and make a contribution towards the remodel of the um, and towards a re- remodel of the Marine Memorial. And you can do that by going to usmcmemorialfoundation.org. That is usmcmemorialfoundation.org. And I would recommend, as we're coming into Independence Day week next week, that you make a contribution just in honor of all of the veterans. our military, farmers and merchants of our Revolutionary War, everyone just make a contribution to honor them. And we get to have these great conversations because I have great sponsors like Karen Levine.
0: Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your private property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the complicated metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Kim Munson highly recommends Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs.
6: Pain can be exhausting and frustrating, and Kim was recently experiencing hip pain from life's wear and tear. Dr. Craig Stimson with Advantage Wellness Center was able to help. For over 35 years, Dr. Craig Stimson has been helping individuals and their entire families with non-surgical and drugless treatments to address sports injuries, back and neck pain, headaches, joint pain, and auto accident injuries. Call Dr. Craig at 303-691-1771 today for your appointment. Dr. Craig Stimson, he can help you too. That number is 303-691-1771.
2: You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Uh, I am Kim Munson. Be sure to check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter and you can email me at Kim at Kim dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an in, independent voice and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, first of all i have on the line with me bryson miller and he is a school board member in brush colorado and uh, they did something just recently that i think is is so important and that is regarding the colorado education association and a recent statement that they made so bryson miller welcome to the show
7: good morning you today
1: i am doing well and uh also we have on the line mick bates and uh, he is with uh, he's a school board member on the woodland park school board mick welcome to the show thank you good morning it is great to have both of you here and bryson i i want to just toss this to you uh recently i think it was um gosh when was it in may it said uh the Colorado Education Association, which represents more than 39,000 K 12 teachers, support professionals, and higher education staffers, held its assembly in April and passed this resolution. It says the CEA believes that capitalism inherently exploits children, public schools, land, labor, and resources. Capitalist, capitalism is in opposition to fully addressing systemic racism school to prison pipeline climate change patriarchy that's gender and lgbtq disparities education inequality and income inequality it says it was um, authored by brian lindstrom a history teacher in aurora who ran for city council in 2021 and uh, then the article goes on to say that Lindstrom didn't return requests for comment, but his Twitter feed hints of his ideological persuasion on May 1, for example. He tweeted the last line from the Marx and Engels, the Communist Manifesto, work, workers of the world unite. So Bryson Miller, tell us what, uh, what happened with uh, the Brush School Board regarding this.
7: Well, it uh, actually was a great story of uh, how uh, those of us in, in rural America, rural Colorado worked together and, and saw something coming down the pike that, uh, quite frankly, is alarming. As you were just reading that and discussing who the author was and stuff, Kim, uh, uh, the hair on the back of my neck started to stand up, to be quite honest. Uh, as a board member, I had a local constituent reach out to me and share with me a news story um, from Fox News uh, that actually um, one of the uh, individuals... Uh, from woodland park from Mix school board had uh, conducted and and uh that's how our district became aware of this resolution by cea and uh, as you can see in in what articles you've researched and In my work, I attempted to reach directly out to CEA when when this was brought to my attention to see if I could acquire a copy of this resolution to understand exactly what it all said and and, uh, try to get the whole picture. Um, They decided they did not want to cooperate, and and it's impossible to find that resolution in its complete state because they've apparently buried it and hidden it, but... um, uh, that's how I became aware of it, and that's how I shared it uh, with the balance of the board that I serve on. And uh, I have to commend Woodland Park for kind of being the front runners on this. They saw it, they got out ahead of it, uh, they made a bold stance themselves. And 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 here in Brush, Colorado, uh, representing our our stakeholders on the school district, we felt it important to respond to this type of ideology because it lands very far from our uh, our community values.
1: And how did you respond, Bryson Miller?
7: Well, our, our board passed a resolution that uh, simply uh, stated that uh, we are in support of capitalism and the Constitution of the United States, United States and um, that our board recognizes that capitalism provides an economic system allowing for private ownership for profit, which in return is the primary funding source for Colorado public education as well as what we believe to be the single economic driver allowing for our students to participate in extracurricular opportunities as a part of their well-rounded and fulfilling education.
1: Well done, Bryson Miller. So Mick Bates, uh, and again, these school board members are speaking on behalf of themselves and not the school boards, uh, but you are a school board member in Woodland Park. How did you, A, find out about this resolution, and B, as Bryson said, you got out in front of it. So what happened, Mick Bates?
8: Well, we got wind of this through uh, someone that had been in this meeting, took a screenshot of this, and we got a copy of that screenshot and immediately addressed it. I mean, uh, capitalism is what is what made this country as special as it is, and it's attempting to be torn down uh, by the very people that have been made successful by it. So... We came out strongly against it. Uh, We rejected it. We rejected this abhorrent proposition and the underlying message it conveyed.
1: Well, Mick Bates, a couple of things. I think people get capitalism confused with cronyism. And cronyism, and so they actually we've seen the, the words come together, crony capitalism, and those words do not belong in the same sentence. In fact, cronyism is uh, when government and interested parties come together to manipulate laws, rules, regulations for the the benefit of the – I call them PBIs, the Politicians, Bureaucrats, Interested Parties. That's cronyism. That is using government to pick winners and losers. Capitalism is something totally different, and uh, Mick, as Bryson said, capitalism, which is the free exchange of goods and services, has has created opportunity for everyday people to thrive and flourish, and it is capitalism why people are trying to get into this country instead of uh, actually—you don't see p- people trying to get into China, you know crossing rivers to try to get into China, North Korea, or Cuba, people come to America and it's because of this this um this idea one of the reasons uh, well there's several, but capitalism is fundamental to the, to that mick Bates
8: well, it absolutely is, and that was well put on your part um, hence the the people that have always wanted to come into this country and particularly so now, and you'd have these People that you know talk about you know how America pushes people down well, if that is the case, then why does everyone want to come here? The opportunity here is is wonderful, and you know i you you've made a good point. uh crony and capitalism shouldn't be used in the same sentence. There are people that attempt to take advantage of that, but in its purest form. Capitalism is what made this country what it is, as great as it is.
1: Well, and uh, actually to both of you, to Mick and to Bryson, I I actually think you're probably— Making um, the case for people to move out of Metro Denver and to move to either Woodland Park or or Brush, <laughs> uh, so uh, I I want to just kind of button this this particular part of this up. So Bryson, I'm going to go back to you. What, what happened in your community when the school board passed this resolution, and then also what happened? Did you hear anything from the Colorado Education Association?
7: I've not heard anything from the Colorado Education Association. I've left multiple messages at their office, and uh, they must have got my number on call waiting because they quit answering the phone right away. But um, nonetheless, uh, what we saw out here in eastern Colorado was, was uh, our community uh, be brought aware of it because, of course, like I said initially, this is the type of stuff that always happens kind of behind closed doors and in the dark, and uh, uh, they don't publicize it a lot because they know that it's wrong, um, but they still want to do it. And uh, so, so once uh, our community started understanding, I mean, our community was in support, or at least the people that I talked to uh, was in support of it. And then uh, um, we started to hear, or I started to get some response from some neighboring communities around eastern Colorado uh, that were catching wind of it, wanting to know what was going on, wanting some information and things of that nature. So really what it's about, at the end of the day, a resolution is just a resolution, right? But it was more about... Um, sharing the information with people and making people aware of what's going on around them and right in our back door.
1: Well, it's really hard to believe. And so, Bryson, th- this resolution was passed, but but it if, obviously they don't want people to know. They don't want the community to, to know that they did this, because if, in fact, you know, it, it should be able they should be able to defend their actions and you can, you know, debate this in in the public sphere and, uh, you know, see if it can, this idea can stand on, it, on its um, own merits. Obviously it can't if they will not even respond to a school board uh, member's request. And the, But what pe- the dot that people need to connect is there are 39,000 teachers and support staff that s- said <sighs> that they, they support this. And so when you send your kids off to school... You think that they're learning about America and, and how to read and write and do arithmetic, but there are teachers out there that are pushing this narrative, and parents had no knowledge of that. Mick Bates, uh, what about your community?
9: Well, the uh, the
8: CEO actually stood behind this. The local union representative went to a place of, well, we, we do our own thing up here, and you know, we don't necessarily go along with this, and he had a long response to it, but in so many, oh, he had a letter to the editor, uh, and, but they were, for the most part, in denial of what was said, And uh, but the CEA did stand behind it, and, you know, here locally, it just, better showed what the union is really all about. I mean, this isn't about the kids and uh it that was just a good example of that and uh it it didn't reflect well in our community, you know, where we have uh you know, small town standards up here and um it's uh it's just not acceptable to the people
7: of, of Teller County and Woodland Park.
1: Well, if I, and oh, go if ahead. I could
7: chime in real quick yes, on Bryson. that, uh, one, one comment is, is we need to understand that in these types of situations, there are not, I'm convinced there are not 39,000 teachers that believe this way True. in the state of Colorado. Um, there, is, there is, like there is in, in every demographic throughout our country and our society, there is a, a small percentage of, of, I'm sorry, rotten eggs. Uh, for lack of a better term, and, and uh, the majority, large majority of our teachers are good teachers doing it all for the right reasons. The problem is, is this woke movement has allowed for those that have ill intentions and are not doing it for the right reasons, doing it for their own agenda and not doing it for the kids, to infiltrate Um, areas of our public education system, like the largest teachers union in our state, like our Colorado Association of School Boards, like our CDE, and and that's really where it gets scary.
1: You know, thank you so much, Bryson, for making that distinction, because in my mind, I I realize that there are so many great teachers out there. And uh, so when I'm talking about the CEA, I'm focused on them, and then it could sound like I'm bashing the all 39,000 teachers, and I need to be a little more careful on that. So, Bryson, I greatly appreciate you making that clarification because you are absolutely spot on. I'm talking with Bryson Miller. He's a school board member from Brush, and Mick Bates, who is a school board member from Woodland Park. And they are doing what I think school board members are supposed to be doing, and that is representing the community as we are, are working to provide a, an education system to teach our kids, to give them the tools that they can go on to pursue their happiness, pursue their dreams. And uh, we're going to continue the conversation. I'd like to ask them about the new social studies standards as well as the Colorado Association of School Boards. We have these important conversations because of great sponsors like Roots Medical.
10: Hey everybody, Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S-Medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns.
11: Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lorne Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lorne understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lorne Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881.
12: Franktown Firearms staff and customers alike are concerned with your safety and ability to shoot well. And that comes from a sense of community that they foster at their shop. The staff doesn't work on commission from sales, so there won't be any pressure to buy what you don't need. They host events like Ladies' Night every first Friday and Tactical Fun Night every third Friday because they value their community and they understand that selling the most expensive product doesn't help you learn to shoot. Your money goes further at Franktown because they'd rather you be self-sufficient with what you already own and be proficient in using it. If you're looking for a range and shop that can take you to the next level in your self-defense training, Learn how to shoot in realistic scenarios from instructors who have been there, done that. Then look no further than Franktown Firearms. Go to klzradio.com slash Franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made.
1: Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is KimMunson, dot com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And just a quick reminder, the show is live 6 to 8 a.m. on all KLZ 560 AM platforms. That's KLZ 560 AM, uh, KLZ 100.7 FM. You can listen live at the website as well as on the KLZ app. The first hour, this hour, will be rebroadcast today, 1 to 2 p.m., and you can listen live at the website there and every place else. Uh, And then the second hour will be rebroadcast this evening, 10 to 11 at night. Uh, We have on the line with us Bryson Miller, a school board member in Brush, Colorado, and Mick Bates, a school board member in Woodland Park, uh, Colorado. So, Bryson, I want to ask you about... The social study standards. I've watched this with great interest, and I know that there was a bill that was um, recently introduced. People showed up, wrote letters. I guess that was to the the Colorado Education, um, excuse me, the State Board of Education. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, it was that's where that was at. But what are you seeing as a school board member regarding social study standards? Well,
7: again, another example of where <coughs> this. Just didn't seem like it was done in the most transparent way in my opinion um, it was kind of uh, just done and, and it wasn't uh, you know it felt like it was held out of from the parents right and at the end of the day parents are, are the driver the decider for our children and and uh that, that's one thing that kind of frustrated me but I've been through I've not uh, read the entire uh, book on the new standards, but uh, uh, the Colorado Department of Education does provide a uh, summary of of the changes uh, to the standards and and it's it's interesting to me as as we read through this really it boils down to um, interjecting the LGBTQ narrative into social studies um, uh, standards within our uh, public education system and, and here's, the, here's the part that really really concerns me about this and, and you know we've talked about rural values and how as, as a board member I re- represent uh, my community and how I focus on what we do representing our community and our values and I think it's important to say that in rural colorado we don't sit back here and judge people or or put expectations on people of course again in every demographic in every region throughout the country and the world uh, there are people that 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 land in certain places but, but when i talk about our community as a whole you know it, be who you want to be and that's perfectly fine all that we ask is that you're a law-abiding and productive citizen of our country and outside of that be whoever you want to be where it really starts to get messy and where it really starts to get sticky is when you decide that you need to interject who or what you are onto all of us and especially onto our kids through the education system so so that's alarming and and case in point is this kim when you look through this the this summary the decision on when to interject the LGBTQ narrative into the social studies curriculum is done in first grade. And my question is, even if it's necessary, which I don't believe it is, I believe that's a private matter and an individual matter, and it should not be interjected onto those that are not part of it, especially our young people. But why first graders? That is my question.
1: That is a very valid question, Bryson Miller. I was not aware of that. Nick Bates, your thoughts on the social studies standards?
7: well I, I've, I'm
8: I'm total agreement with what Bryson has shared this you know it's easy to use the word woke because it it covers so many of the facets of what we're discussing here and this woke agenda is coming into our social studies at a very young age as Bryson said and this isn't even in some of these thoughts aren't even in these children's exactly. minds at that age and so we're trying to get back to through the american birthright we're getting back to the real social studies the real history of this country some good some bad but getting getting back to the real basics and again what made this country what it is and we get try and get back to that standard and get away get back away from this woke agenda that is being forced on us and i'd say one last thing uh... going back to the teacher issue there are so many people that have strong, good opinions on this, but are scared, teachers that are scared to address those. For, they will be blackballed within the education system, so they talk about it privately and off to the side. Uh, it's, it's a small percentage that are the problem here.
1: Okay, so uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you about, are you getting support Mick? I'll go to you first, and then Bryson. Are you getting support from the Colorado Association of School boards Mick Bates?
8: Uh, not so much um uh, you know on this i twenty five corridor the that that group represents the larger metro area areas and not so much the small communities, so uh we really haven't looked to that looked to them for. A lot of support uh, in this situation.
1: Okay, and Bryson and Miller, how about you? What's your experience with the Colorado Association of School Boards?
7: Well, I think um, as we talk about these three things, it's, it's important to recognize the Colorado Association of School Boards is very heavily handed in the urban corridor of our state. And that was something that, as a recent new board member that came to my attention and I got involved in and, and started to ask some tough questions along with some other rural school board members around the state of Colorado. And, and and just like Mick said, it was funny because those that let that charge, and I was a little bit late to the game, but those that let that charge to start asking some tough questions um they were they were called all kinds of names and uh although they were doing things for all the right reasons and and what it really boils down to is is and why it's so critical is casby the colorado association of school boards is the policy source for the majority of our school districts throughout the state of colorado
0: yes
7: and and right now um 13 of the 22 seats on Casby Board of Directors derive from the three regions in the state that make up that narrow strip of the I-25 corridor. In fact, the Denver metro area um, or region of CASB it has eight seats alone. And those are the questions we we're asking is how can this organization be representative of, the, of all school districts in the state of Colorado if it is so heavily handed uh, in leadership right here in this small urban strip in our state and and we start to see things not being representative of rural colorado and rural school districts and rural beliefs and rural values and then we see moves made to try to increase that uh, that control over that board and when you look at it and say okay now we we understand or we know and i don't think it's a surprise to anybody where the majority of this this woke ideology derives from and that is that urban culture and that, that area of our state and now we're saying we're gonna make that that our primary policy development developer, and, and that, that's alarming.
1: Well, and a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I think most people in the urban corridor, as they are learning about what you're saying and shedding light on it, instead of exporting the urban corridor, and this is again, small amount of people that have gotten control of this, Correct. instead of exporting that to sure. rural Colorado, I think most people in the urban corridor would like to import uh, the values that you're, you're standing for. Mick Bates. we've got about 30 seconds. Uh, first of all, Thank you. What's your final thought you'd like to leave with our listeners?
8: Well, I just think that it's a small percentage of people that are really pushing this issue. And as you get out and talk to people in the community and the parents, uh, you find out that they do not support these these things like this CEA resolution. And, you know, the silent majority needs to speak up. They are privately and uh we need to take this the narrative back in this case, and we're purposing to do so.
1: Uh, thank you, Mick Bates. Uh, this is one of the most important jobs in America right now, what you're doing. Thank you. Bryson Miller, about 30 seconds, th- and your final thought.
7: Yeah, again, the picture that I think we wanted to paint today is just just one that, uh, like Mick said, that there's a small percentage of people that are taking control of the narrative, and uh, the majority of people, uh, whether it be rural or urban, whether it be our teacher body or whoever it might be, um, they all have the right intentions and stuff, but we have to stand up and have a voice. We have to start seeing this stuff, and we have to start sticking up for our children when it comes to public education. And really what's happening right now is we've laid it out for you, we see... We see that they have standards addressed. They are working on the policy arm of public education, and it's obviously infiltrating into our teachers, and that is a triple-headed monster that parents must address.
1: Bryson Miller, Mick Bates, thank you so much. And actually, our quote for the end of the show, I chose this without knowing exactly how this conversation would go, is from Benjamin Franklin. He said, make yourself sheep, and the wolves will eat you. So, my friends, today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.
13: And I-
9: to cry, but tell them
1: hurt
0: is it freedom or is it force let's have a conversation
1: indeed let's have a conversation and welcome to our number two of the kim munson show thank you so much for joining us you're each treasured you're valued you have purpose today strive for excellence take care of your heart your soul your mind and your body my friends we were made for this moment and thank you to the team i work with that's producer steve producer luke zach patty keith echo charlie and all the people here at crawford broadcasting happy monday producer steve
2: Oh, the last week of June, we are careening towards the halfway mark of 2023.
1: <laughs> we, careening. Ah, oh, we should use that as a word of the day. Good one. I haven't heard that word in a long time.
2: I could apply that to. A lot of things in government too, but I, I better not.
1: <laughs> true that. True that. Um, check out the website. That's Kim Munson, M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. That essay, you can find it at the website. That Pam Long regarding the uh, did regarding the bat lab up at CSU. Oh, my gosh. That is really getting a lot of uh, eyeballs on that. So be sure and check that out.
2: Yeah, it goes beyond the Bat Lab or, or I'm sorry, the Bat Mobile or the Bat Phone. This is, this is serious stuff. Yeah,
1: this is very serious stuff. And uh, you can um, email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And um, word of the day, antithetical, the direct opposite, placing a sentence or parts of a sentence or one. uh, So the first is the direct opposite second placing a sentence or parts of a sentence or one of its parts against another to which it is opposed to form a balanced contrast of ideas such as give me liberty or give me death and i used antithetical in a sentence was the recent 2023 legislative session was antithetical to the proper role of government or it could be that the uh, what great school board members we talked to in the first hour, producer Steve, and would recommend that people listen to that. If you didn't, it'll be re-broadca- rebroadcasted day 1 to 2 p.m. But I would say that the Colorado Education Association, with their new um, resolution, recent resolution, condemning capitalism is antithetical to the values of most of the big, broad amount of, Amer- of, of Coloradans, which would be our moderate Democrats, libertarians, unaffiliated Republicans and conservatives. How do you like that for using the sentence?
2: That was good. But, I mean, I, I, I was thinking of going in a more political, uh, direct, blunt, uh, uh, political usage of the word, but th- that, was, that was great.
1: Okay. And then, I can't believe it, I get so wrapped up now that I'm going through this quote book from the Medal, uh, from the um, Center for American Values, and you can get uh, more information at american Value Center That's what it is, Uh This Medal of Honor quote book, we decided to go through these quotes. And uh, then I decided, well, we've got to learn the story. What's the story of these guys? And the Center for American Values uh, does a variety of things. They have these educational programs uh, that are are focused on honor, integrity, and patriotism. What a great idea, Steve. We could use a little bit more of that around here. Uh, But also they have these portraits of valor of over 160 Medal of Honor recipients and quotes. So as we're going through that, I tell the stories, and what's happening is I get so wrapped up in it that I forget to give the quote. And so I forgot to do that, and I made up for that in the second segment. But this is an amazing story by Lewis H. Wilson, Jr., United States Marine Corps Medal of Honor recipient, born in 1920, died in 2005. He was a United States Marine Corps four-star general and a World War II recipient of the Medal of Honor for his actions during the Battle of Guam. He served as the 26th Commandant of the Marine Corps from 1975 until his retirement from the Marine Corps in 79 after 38 years of service. And he said this. Press on. It's
2: such a long, wordy quote, but you, you did it well. <laughs>
1: uh, and that is what we have to do. He, he, and, he uh, was involved in hand-to-hand combat in, uh, in this battle. And in a way, I feel like we are in, engaged in hand-to-hand mental combat right now. And uh, so that is why we do the show, to help you become informed and uh, understand what's going on out there. That's why what um, Dr. James Linesweiler is doing is so important with the Institute for Pure and Applied Knowledge-EDU. So it's ipac-edu.org. And he is bringing together uh, world-renowned instructors and bringing them, them to regular people like us at a very reasonable cost for It depends on the courses. It could be up to 15 weeks, so that we can become informed. And uh, I think that we used to think, oh, you know, somebody with a lot of letters behind their name uh, that has gone to college are, you know, they're smarter than I am. I don't think so much anymore, Steve, because we're seeing uh, you sent over that meme this weekend that said, uh, uh, what was that about the uh, college education?
2: Don't be too impressed by college degrees anymore. Graduates are no longer the most educated. They are merely the most indoctrinated.
1: So there you have it. So with that... um we need to to press on as we engage in this battle of ideas that is raging in America today, and uh, we and again and be sure and check out Dr. Jack's courses at ipac-edu.org, and if you put in Munson, and they're right now in the summer courses. If you put in Munson, uh, you actually get fifteen percent off, and they're very reasonable uh, tui- tuition anyway, like hundred and eighty bucks for fifteen weeks. Uh, You're not going to get that at any of the the universities or colleges, for sure. And I have to tell you, I think the courses are amazing. So, again, go to ipac-edu.org and put in Munson, and you'll get that great uh, discount. And we get to do all of this because of wonderful sponsors. And I'm talking with a great sponsor of the show, and that is Roger Mangan with the State Farm Insurance, his State Farm Insurance team. And the baby boomers are getting to... Medicare age and that can mean a variety of things for baby
13: boomers yes absolutely you know, you have a window of opportunity to engage in a Medicare supplement policy uh, and register for Medicare three months before one month of your birthday and three months after so you have a seven month window to provide yourself with time to analyze what you should be doing my advice is do it a year ahead of time. It is very technical, and you really want to understand what you're doing. There are a lot of plans out there. The, the alphabet soup goes from A, B, D, G, K, L, M, N, C, F. You have all these plans, and what are they essentially doing? Well, Medicare supplement insurance, you know you should have that type of policy because Medicare pays 80% of most hospital costs, you're out twenty. So a $50,000 claim without a supplement, you're going to be out $10,000. So you can fly blind. You don't need, to, you're not required to buy a supplement, but you'd be foolish not to. So Roger, just a question, because
1: you can blink at a hospital and the costs are pretty significant. So let's say something significant happened and you could get to a million dollar hospital bill. Does that mean that people without supplemental insurance would have be on the hook for two hundred thousand dollars that's what it means that's correct yes ouch <laughs> <laughs> that's a big ouch yes it is okay so state farm you
13: can help people with the the supplemental um, plan then correct absolutely yeah we uh, 80 to 85 percent of what we engage people in or we sell is actually plan G which is most popular now very little out-of-pocket cost. And people say, well, what am I going to be paying for that plan? Depends on your age. If you're 65, probably I would budget $200 a month, maybe a little less. But for both of you, that's $400 a month, $4,800 a year for a supplement plan. One of the things you see on television regarding uh, Medicare supplements is the Advantage plans. In those plans, you don't have a $200 a month pay uh, premium, so you're saving $400 a month ostensibly, but you really need to get into those plans and fully understand them. When you get in and you decide at the end of the year that you didn't like that plan, you can transition to another Advantage plan. The companies that sell those products have done it for years, and they're good companies. But you may get to the point where you're not happy with those plans, and to go back and get a Medicare supplement which, by the way, you do not have to medically qualify for. You can be very ill and get into a traditional Medicare Advantage plan in that window I was talking about. But if you opt not to take the traditional plan and you go to an Advantage plan and now you want to go back to the traditional plan, you have to medically qualify. So once you make that decision, be sure you understand what you're doing.
1: Okay. Thank you so much. And, Roger, you and your team can help people with this very complicated Medicare situation is all I can think about it. How can people reach you?
13: Please call us at 303-795-8855. Once again, 303-795-8855. Thank you.
1: Yes, and like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team is there.
3: Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com.
0: Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your private property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the complicated metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Kim Munson highly recommends Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs.
1: Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, dot Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Text line is 720-605-0647. Call-ins for the last segment of this hour will be 303-477-5600. I'm very pleased to have on the line with me Ryan Graham. He is a school board member with Monument Academy in El Paso, County in Colorado. Uh, Ryan Graham, welcome to the show.
14: Kim, thank you for inviting me on this morning.
1: Uh, absolutely. First hour, we talked with school board members um, uh, Bryson Miller and Mick Bates uh, regarding uh, actions that their school boards had taken uh, re- regarding the Colorado Education Association, Um Statement regarding demonizing capitalism. And again, I I appreciated Bryson uh, reminded me there's so many great teachers out there. There's a few voices that are, I, I think, trying to to affect the agenda, but they are affecting it. Uh, in a big way. So uh, Ryan, let's talk about what um, what's happened here at Monument Academy in El Paso County. Uh, you recently issued a procl- uh, proclamation. So tell us about that. And again, Ryan, you're speaking for yourself, not for the complete school board.
14: That is correct. I'm, I'm here speaking on my behalf, not the board or the school, but that is correct. Last year, we had a proclamation that passed unanimously. It was something that I authored it was regarding the privacy and protection of students as it relates to two legislative bills here in the state of Colorado.
1: So set these bills up for us, uh, because what I have figured out finally is that those that are pushing this radical activist, and I put it in air quotes, woke agenda, they've been working at this for a long time. And so the first bill that you're concerned about is Senate Bill 8 Two hundred. So, what that means is, is that's um, came obviously out of the Senate, but 08 means this was back in 2008. Uh, so, tell us about that. What do our listeners need to know?
14: Well, I, I, I will speak on the most recent bill being House Bill 21108, and that was a bill uh, that's defined as gender identity expression anti discrimination. And what the legislator did with that bill is they took two terms, gender expression, gender identity, and further codified those into all anti-discrimination statutes within the state of Colorado. And so that is why at Monument Academy that we're in this very precarious position is that, I mean, this is very, very much a protected class. And so when we talk about gender expression, gender identity, and not allowing these, or not, not necessarily not allowing, but when these kids want to use a restroom that doesn't align with their biological sex, it creates a big problem.
1: Yes, it does. And I have to tell you, as a, a, a pretty strong woman, I've gone into public restrooms recently, and I thought, you know what, if I was in the restroom and a man walked in, I would not feel safe. And when I say man, that means somebody with the that was born with the biological or... Um, still has the biological parts of a man.
14: And, Kim, that's the crux of the issue. And as you are aware, we are hosting a town hall tomorrow night for the purposes of bringing in our legal counsel and letting him be a little more prescriptive to our MA community on what they can do to help push back on this pretty nefarious agenda.
1: So this is pretty gutsy, uh, Ryan Graham. It's important, but it's gutsy.
14: Well, we we need to face this head on. I'm a father of two young children. I've been the sitting board president of this school for the last two years. And this is a fight that we need to take on uh, without question. And this is about protecting our children.
1: So, Ryan, somebody asked me recently, you know, what are my goals? And uh, obviously with the show, we, we work to inform people, to speak truth into these things, to look at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. But ultimately I said, I want to reclaim the narrative. The narrative of the American idea doesn't mean that the American idea is perfect, but my gosh, it's a pretty great ideal that we recognize that all men are created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And that's why people from all over the world have wanted to come to America. And so that ideal is worth, worthwhile to preserve. Um, and, and so I'm, I, also, I have very kind of libertarian uh, tendencies, Ryan, in live and let live. I really don't like to get into other people's business. But what's happened with this whole LGBTQ plus trans activist movement is that they are now working to, A, if you don't affirm that agenda, we see people attacked uh, verbally um, going after their jobs. But we also see that this agenda is not a live and let live, that they are working to uh, push this into our schools, to our young children. So when people ask me what I'm about, I'm like, I want to reclaim the narrative, and I want to protect our children. And, and that's probably two bottom line things for me, Ryan.
14: And I greatly appreciate you sharing that, and, and I very much agree. I mean, the, the pushers of this agenda, these cultural wars, they have clearly and openly taken aim at our children to establish dominance over parental rights. And this is where we need to stand up. We need to push back. And, yes, there's always the, the fear of cancel culture coming after you. But this is a hill that's worth dying on, in my opinion.
1: Well, it it really is. And uh, I know that it's difficult. Uh, and this whole cancel culture is quite scary for people. But what I've learned as I've researched tyrants Ryan, is that if you acquiesce to tyrants because you think that, that, uh, okay, they won't bother me now, it doesn't get better. And so if if we don't take a stand, it will only get worse. And that's why you taking a stand at Monument Academy is so important. So tell us a little bit more about Monument Academy. How many students? Is there a waiting list? And charter schools are publicly funded schools. They're just a little different animal than the kind of the traditional public na- uh, public schools that we've seen, Ryan.
14: That is correct. So Monument Academy, we were founded in 1996 by a group of parents that ulti- ultimately wanted to create a school with high academic standards, small class sizes, and where respect and responsibility were valued and emphasized. And that opening enrollment was 180 kids back in 1996. For this fall, when we move into the 23, 24 fiscal year, We will have well over 1,200 students, over two campuses in a K-12 setting. So we have really grown and we really have seen the fruits of the labor from those that set out back in the mid-90s to open this up.
1: Is there a waiting list for kids to get into Monument Academy?
14: There is a waiting list in a few of our lower grade levels. So this will be our first year for our seniors. Uh, We've kind of done a build-out where last year we had juniors this year we will have seniors and that will complete the k-12 vision
1: okay Uh, and so clearly from a demand standpoint there are parents that are seeking these high standards i actually (laughs) i actually can't think that there are parents out there that really think that they that they would say to themselves i want to send my child to a school with low standards but, but I, uh, I I've learned recently um, from from a candidate for the Denver Public School District that only five percent of Black and Brown children in third grade in DPS can read profic- proficiently. And I've got to think that parents would say, that's not really where I really want my kids to, to be at regarding proficiency in reading. I think all parents probably want their kids to be in schools that have high standards, uh, Ryan Graham.
14: Absolutely. And I did not realize that the proficiency levels were so low that you just uh, shared with me uh, in DPS. So uh, that's, that's actually a very interesting fact.
1: Yes, and I'm sourcing that again from a conversation that I had uh, on air with a school board candidate. And I think that's unconscionable. When we think about how much money is being spent on education, uh, I think it's unconscionable that we have kiddos that are not uh, reading, writing, and doing arithmetic. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, about this particular resolution, uh, exactly what, what it says. And then, again, we'll talk uh, in the next segment about... Uh, about uh, the meeting tomorrow night but let's talk about the resolution and you said that you authored this so um give us some well, of the where I, as I, is on it
14: absolutely so i would give um a little bit of context it's not necessarily a resolution this is this oh, was a that's proclamation right. excuse me it's you're right
1: i apologize so,
14: <laughs> <laughs> no that's okay the proclamation is is proclaiming a position you know if we were to Approve a resolution, we would potentially have legal action coming against us in the face of Senate Bill Zero Eight Two Hundred and House Bill Twenty One Eleven Zero Eight. But I'll read you a few of the Whereas clauses. Um, so the board firmly believes that parents, not schools, have the predominant and fundamental responsibility for ensuring the education, health, safety, and well-being of their children. And furthermore, the board supports natural law moral truth and protecting the innocence, vulnerability, well-being, privacy and safety of every one of our students. So that sums up where my board stands on this issue. Well, and we understand that we are we are allowed to proclaim
1: that position. And thank you for that clarification between the proclamation and resolution. So you are having a meeting uh, tomorrow evening. Uh, are you inviting the public or, or can people, you know, could people access it or, or what's that meeting going to look like, Ryan?
14: So it is a public meeting um, and we have to post that in accordance with Colorado Sunshine Laws. So it is open up to anyone and it will start at 6 p.m. tomorrow night. It will be at our East Campus and I'll give you the address on there. And any of your listeners are welcome to show up and just listen You do not have to show up and speak or give comment or anything like that, but the address will be 4303 Pinehurst Circle, and that's Colorado Springs, zip code 80908.
1: 80908, okay. That's 4303 Pinehurst Circle in Colorado Springs. Okay, uh, I have more questions for you, Ryan Graham, and we get to ask these because of great sponsors like Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning Services.
4: It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubb Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubb Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com.
6: Pain can be exhausting and frustrating, and Kim was recently experiencing hip pain from life's wear and tear. Dr. Craig Stimson with Advantage Wellness Center was able to help. For over 35 years, Dr. Craig Stimson has been helping individuals and their entire families with non-surgical and drugless treatments to address sports injuries, back and neck pain, headaches, joint pain, and auto accident injuries. Call Dr. Craig at 303-691-1771 today for your appointment. Dr. Craig Stimson, he can help you too. That number is 303-691-1771.
3: What you feed your skin matters. Botanical Rush is clean, professional skincare that only uses pure ingredients to restore and protect the skin. Your skin absorbs the products you put on it, so when you're using something every day, you better know what the ingredients are. Botanical Rush professional formulas sure. are not just pure and potent, they are affordable. With regular use, these beautiful okay. botanical formulas support collagen production, skin's precious moisture barrier, and reduce hyperpigmentation. Myra Mesco, the founder of Botanical Rush, holds every Every ingredient accountable to meet or exceed her high standards. Botanical Rush is non-toxic skincare, free of chemicals, estrogen mimickers, or artificial fragrances that hinder the skin's radiance. Discuss your skincare needs with Myra and set up a consultation at klzradio.com beauty or email info at botanicalrush.com. And use the exclusive Kim Monson discount code KIM15 for your first order for a 15% discount at checkout. That's botanicalrush.com, code KIM15. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show I'm Kim Munson
1: Be sure and check out our website That is Kim Munson M-O-N-S-O-N Sign up for our weekly email newsletter You can email me at Kim At Kim as well Thank you to all of you who support us We're an independent voice We search for truth and clarity By looking at these issues Through the lens of freedom versus force Force versus freedom If something's a good idea You should not have to force people to do it On the line with me is Ryan Graham He is a board member with the, the Monument Academy school board uh, he is speaking for himself not for the complete school board we're talking about a proclamation that the school board um, approved and there will be a meeting tomorrow night at Monument Academy their East Co- uh, campus 4303 Pinehurst Circle in Colorado Springs and uh, first of all uh, just I wanted to go through uh, just a few other whereass in this proclamation. And it says, Whereas the board, this is the Monument Academy board, believes that there is a clear distinction between sex, which is the physical design of birth differentiating between male and female, and gender, which under current legislation has been redefined as a psychological determination subject to individual discretion, and... Whereas Monument Academy welcomes students from all walks of life never discriminating against the enrollment and education of students in MA based on gender expression or gender identity. Whereas the board believes that the use of sex-specific common bathroom and the use of sex-specific common locker room by the individual who is of the biological sex is protected by the right to privacy from an individual who expresses or identifies as a non-bi- non-biological gender under Amendment 4 of the Constitution of the United States of America. Wow. That's uh, – that, that, um, I think that's pretty powerful, Ryan Graham.
14: Well, well said in reading it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, (laughs) You authored it. (laughs) Well,
14: (laughs) it's, it's been something that has been very well received by the majority of our community. And understanding, again, this is a proclamation proclaiming a position. We have not violated these laws in doing that.
1: Important to make that distinction. Have you had pushback yet regarding this proclamation?
14: Absolutely. Uh, we had, uh, I would say it was a vocal minority uh, within our school, but we have also had pushback within our district, within the county, from some different organizations. Um, there was a push that they wanted the board to rescind the prog- proclamation, publicly apologize, and force the board to go through DEI training. And obviously that did not happen. That's not something this board is going to do. We would not apologize or rescind this proclamation for, you know, squaring off on this. Uh,
1: That's and and again, I these are very loud voices, but they are very small voices. I think a lot of people do not even understand that this agenda is is out there regarding our our young children. I, I just don't think that people know that that's why taking a stand on this is so important um, let's go ahead and go through with the things that are proclaimed in the we did the war whereas the things that are proclaimed in this uh, proclamation Ryan Graham
14: absolutely would you like me to read through these yes okay so I'll start with number one now therefore be a proclaim that the monument Academy Board of Directors declares that monument Academy shall support the liberty and dignity of each student and staff member, and in doing so, shall not discriminate against individuals with regard to their personal liberty and dignity in the event that their gender is not consistent with their sex. Number two, the board firmly believes that any laws passed by the United States Congress and the Colorado General Assembly that mandate specific instruction or that direct MA to follow specific instruction regarding non-biological gender expression and or gender identity in determining the use of biological sex-specific common bathrooms, biological sex-specific common locker rooms, and participation in biological sex-specific athletic sports violate natural law, moral truth, and expose our students to undue harm, confusion, and dysphoria. Would well, you like me to keep going?
1: Uh, yeah, I just uh, once again... Um what we see with uh, men, boys, competing in girls' sports is ultimately I see this as the canceling of our young women. And so it used to be the upholding of uh, of uh, young women, women that you can do anything that you want. Well, um, I still believe that's possible in America, but my gosh, to put a boy man in a women's locker room and let them compete in sports is is just unbelievable that we're at that point in America. Where It's unbelievable to me that we even have to have a proclamation like this. But continue on with the next one, please, Ryan Graham.
14: Absolutely. So number three, the board has a duty to ensure that MA protects the safety and bodily privacy of each and every one of our students. And that our students know they are encouraged and have a right to set boundaries, protecting their privacy and report to their teachers Staff, administrators, when those boundaries are violated. And number four, the board believes that our elected representatives at the state and national level have a moral and ethical obligation to challenge and repeal such laws that violate the innocence, vulnerability, well being, privacy, and safety of our children. And number five, the board appeals to our parents and our constituents to make your voices heard as active and engaged citizens by contacting your elected representatives at the state and national level, asking them to take a stand for the privacy and protection of our students.
1: Wow, this is very, very well said. Have you had other um, school districts, either in Colorado or throughout the country, reach out to you regarding this proclamation, Ryan?
14: I've had a few. I don't know of anyone that has actually carried a proclamation uh, or replicated that and taken it back to their school. My hope is that we have other school districts within the state that are willing to stand up and push back on this. And just to be clear, this is not a violation of the law by proclaiming a position. And I think there's some gray area that, you know, we have, I talked to school board members, and they're like, well, I don't know about this. And at the end of the day, you know, this has been vetted and approved by our legal counsel.
1: So Ryan, I hadn't thought of this story in my life for a long, long time. And I when I was in school, I'm not going to say the year or whatever I had a teacher, it was a PE teacher that I was very, very uncomfortable around and um, a woman. but I was very uncomfortable around this particular teacher. And uh, I'd written a piece for Voices Against Trafficking, which is a, a group of the, founded by a friend of mine, Andy Berger. Uh, it's a national group. And I'd written a piece to trust your gut. And I, I really had written that to parents, that it, trust your gut if it feels like something isn't right. Uh, and again, this happened to be with a, a, a coach with one of my children. Trust your gut and and follow that. Um, but I, I hadn't thought about this for many years, Ryan. I was very uncomfortable with this particular teacher. And uh, we were, after PE class, we were showering. We were supposed to, you know, change our clothes or whatever. And I just felt so uncomfortable. And so what I did is I ran up. We went upstairs. It was an old school. And I ran upstairs and went into one of the, the commodes. And she 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 followed me. And and so I stood up on the commode so she couldn't see my feet, and she was calling out for me. And it really scared me. Um, and so I guess my point is, is that was just women in a locker room. I don't know what I would do if it was a man. And I, I have not thought of that story for many, many years. But I was just a child, and I recognized that something wasn't right. And... Um, and there's a lot that's not right right now, Ryan.
14: No, there is not. Um, you're absolutely right, and I appreciate you sharing that story. And I, I also want to explain something to you and your listeners that, you know, I want to be very clear on. This is not about waging war against these children that are express or identify as a gender that doesn't correlate with their biological sex. This is not about inciting hatred. This is not about inciting harm. My heart actually breaks for these children due to the fact that they're being saddled with this agenda at a very young age. And this is something that, you know, is designed to protect all these children, not just the kids that that don't align with this, but the kids that also align with it.
1: Well, and I, I think that, yeah, it is important to make this distinction about this agenda and what i'm concerned about is at these young ages that that this agenda is being pushed through curriculum to our young children i mean I really don't think that kids kindergarten, first grade, second grade are sitting around thinking about sex. And, and I, I mean, normally they're just trying to learn their ABCs, how to stand in line, read a bit. Those are the things that we should be focusing on. And to learn that these kids, A, if you start to put these thoughts in their brains, then they start to think about it. And it it almost starts to prepare them for something bad that could happen down down the road. Ryan Graham, that's that's what I'm so concerned about.
14: And you're precisely right. You know, and that is part of what we're doing at Monument Academy is protecting the innocence and the vulnerability of these young minds. That is not the place to indoctrinate them with a narrative or an agenda that advances a social cause that is that is just not the place for it. And that is something that my board does stand firmly against.
1: Well, I appreciate you at Monument Academy uh, for taking a stand. And, and I, I've actually, I've talked to um, a number of women. Women have been, on the, in a way, on the forefront of this. And I, there's been conversations that I've had, where are the men? And I am seeing you men stand up. And that is that is a duty of our men to protect uh, our children, and it's uh, it's very heartening that you, Mick Bates, uh, Bryson Miller, are standing up to protect our children, because I think that that is inherent in uh, what a man really is. Ryan Graham, we have uh, just a, a couple of minutes left. How would you like to button this up for our listeners?
14: So I would just very much encourage our listeners to, to get engaged, get involved, you know, educate yourself on these issues. Even if you're a grandparent or even if you have no children at all, ask these questions of your school board. These are elected officials that are ultimately accountable to you, and you have all right to show up to these meetings and ask questions. And I know some people are not comfortable getting up and asking questions in a public setting, but you are very you know, capable of sending an email. Uh, reaching out by way of phone, you know, speaking to the administration. But I just so encourage people to get involved and pay attention to what is actually happening right now in the education arena.
1: Well, and to your point, parents, grandparents, and community members, because the community m- members are paying for these public educations as well. And so we, make, we need to make sure that community members, even if they don't have kids in the school system, that they are taking a stand on that as well. So again, Ryan Graham, thank you for uh, the, issuing this proclamation. I would encourage other school boards throughout Colorado and throughout the nation to um, make this proclamation as well. And again, caring for all children. Uh, And uh, that, I think, is what is so important. And let's get focused on, again, teaching them, reading, writing, arithmetic, history, civics, all of those things that are so important. Focusing on the big ideas instead of carnal desires and and instincts. So, uh, Ryan Graham, thank you so much.
14: Thank you for your time. You have a great day today.
1: You too. And uh, we get to do all this because of sponsors like Lauren Levy
11: knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lorne Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lorne understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lorne Levy. Levy at 303 880 Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303 880
3: Franktown Firearms staff and customers alike are concerned with your safety and ability to shoot well, and that comes from the sense of community that they foster at their shop. The staff doesn't work on commissions from sales, so there won't be any pressure to buy what you don't need. They host events like Ladies' Night every first Friday and a Tactical Fun Night every third Friday because they value their community and they understand that selling the most expensive product doesn't help you learn to shoot. Your money goes further at Franktown because they'd rather you to be self-sufficient with what you already own and be proficient in using it. If you're looking for a range and shop that can take you to the next level in your self-defense training, learn how to shoot in realistic scenarios from instructors who have been there, done that. Then look no further than Franktown Firearms. Go to klzradio.com franktown. Break down Firearms, where friends are made.
10: Hey, everybody. Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S-Medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is kim Munson, M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at kim at kimmunson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. Um, text line is 720-605-0647. Call in line is 303-477-5600. And uh, wanted to go through uh, first thing. Um, we've got Eric on the line. I'll get to him in just a moment. Uh, I talked about it in the first hour. The I said the Wagner fighting unit, which was um, marching on Moscow because of actions supposedly that the Russian defense minister took that sent a missile that took out a bunch of them, but it's Ashley Wagner. I should know that, Steve. I should know that. So thank you to our listener on that, and we'll get through some of these other texts. Eric, what's on your radar?
9: Yes, you great American. Uh, first and foremost, if you need problems solved, that little great guest club your own on a coal. You need to call her. <laughs> Wasn't <cool>. she awesome? <laughs> yeah, she gets solve that problem in a half hour or less. (laughs) I'll let her know. And then I text you. It's just so simple. There are 64 counties in Colorado. And uh, if the teachers are teaching the curriculum, which is just so, I mean, it's just common sense. Let them take a vote like they do on the Congress floor yay or nay because if they want to teach that, a, that alphabet plus stuff let them take a vote because your, your two guests that were on in the 6 o'clock hour yes. they say there's a small um, portion of teachers that are for the unnormal people I call them that are trying to uh, shove this down our throats that's that's the diplomatic way, Kim. Because the teachers in the sixty-four counties of Colorado, they're the ones that are teaching this stuff. Let them vote whether they want to do it or not. Right, right. Privately.
1: R- privately, good point. And yes. so, at that assembly meeting, there were not thirty-nine thousand teachers there. And so, th- and so, for this assembly to you know, be the speaking voice for all 39,000. To your point, hey, yeah, take a private vote of all 39,000 teachers
9: and see what they think about it. Great idea. Yeah, Kim, yes, my, my God, my dear. And then squash it. There'll be no more said about it because the teachers has spoken. Much love. Okay,
1: thank you so much. Okay, a text message I wanted to get to here is it says, Good morning, Kim. I'm just wondering how often we have heard of trans women, women who decide that they are men, wanting to use the men's bathroom. I think the answer helps to make more clear the societal assault on women. I hope that makes sense. I think that makes perfect sense. Uh, So thank you for that. Alan in Lakewood, what's on your radar?
15: Hello, Kim. It's about Marxism. Marxism, which is uh, the driving force of wokeism and all the rest of these things we're dealing with, is a state religion. It, it is determined to put together under its uh, dialectic everyone in its country under this intent to create a heaven on earth. And as such, once you define the problem, the engineer in me wants to define the problem in order to be able to solve it. Defining Marxism as a state religion and teaching children how to think rather than what to think, the problem will solve itself because we do not allow a state religion under the Constitution of the United States. And God bless you for Uh, being the tip of the spear, you and your team there, press on, an excellent phrase.
1: (laughs) It is, isn't it? Alan in Lakewood, thank you so much. And to that point, go to the First Amendment. It said, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. And uh, I've I've shared this story with many of you um, when— um, Supreme Court Justice uh, Anthony Scalise was a- out here, obviously before his death. Uh, he was uh, at a luncheon and you could ask questions. And I asked him this question. I said, if we agree that a religion is a set of beliefs and that Congress government shall set no law respecting the establishment of a religion, but yet we are seeing at the time this this climate activist Religion, and we're seeing laws and public money and all being used to – I'm paraphrasing the question now uh, – being used to push that forward, is that not unconstitutional because government is pushing a religion? Alan, what do you think of that?
15: I think it's right on target. Okay. You generally, 99% of the time, are right on target. And that's
1: it. Okay. Well, Alan in, in uh, Lakewood, thank you so much. And so, yes, this agenda is antithetical to to our Constitution. And uh, big money is being used. As, as we, we looked at $32 million at the University of Wisconsin, and uh, they have – we've got to find out, Steve, what their, their actual budget is. But it said that it was at least, a, I mean, a half billion dollars. I mean, this is public money that is using for indoctrination indoctrination and pushing forward a religion and uh so uh, anyway alan is always spot on here as well um i love this a transsexual and transsexual male in the girls locker room is like you know an antithetical man (laughs) i love that
2: oh no, that's that's creative that
1: is very creative and then uh, eric had referred to 12 year old guest nicole Bennett and she they were on on Friday. Friday, yeah. And uh, I have gotten so many comments about how well spoken she is. She's pushing an initiative, trying to get an initiative on the ballot in Montana uh, regarding the um, um, judiciary there. So very fascinating. Uh, when, so, would you
2: like to know? When she makes contact, and I want to say when she comes up against these people, but when she initiates contact with these politicians and or other legal people, what is their first thought when they realize this this young person's age?
1: I, I, I'd i like to be a fly on the wall to see that. Um, this is another one. It says liberals claim to protect children from exploitation. Define exploitation in debate and expose them. That is is an excellent point. What do they mean exactly in this resolution that was passed by the Colorado Teachers Union that it says that capitalism inherently exploits children? How about, you know what really exploits children? Is uh, um, cobalt mines in the Congo, where they have children that are going in and mining the cobalt so that that can be used in batteries for electric vehicles, Maybe that's what I think exploiting children is, Steve.
2: Well, that's an excellent point, but they they would bat that back at you. It's like, well, in we, that's in another part of the world. We're just dealing with our, 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 our universe right here in the good old U.S. of A., which, I mean, your point is very well made. That's exactly what's going on. But they're going to kind of look the other way and say, that's not part of this debate.
1: Yeah, it is part of this debate because it's not only the children of America, but it is the children of the world. Another one, it says, uh, I have studied psychology and have studied some of the psychology of sexual perversion. What are the things that pedophiles look for are easy victims? And with this allowing men into women's bathrooms, it's essentially Christmas for them. Wow. Uh, Let's see. Next one. I had a whole bunch of others. As you talk about teachers not willing to speak up, I did speak up. And although I was not able to stay in the military, God did take care of me. Everyone needs to trust that God is bigger than anything that we will encounter. That is such an important point to make. Thank you for that. I I thank you. Um, Let's see. Continuing on. Uh, it says, I think we need to be calling the woke movement—whoops, hold on, this moves around. I think we need to be calling the woke movement what it really is. It is nothing short of a pure, an unalter—I can't say the word—an alterated communist movement and— uh Unalterated, okay. I'll have to work on that. Maybe that'll be our our word of the day. And it says, then to follow up on that previous text about woke agenda equals communism, this is especially true of the rotten egg minority operators in our Colorado education system. So thank you for that. Uh, let's see, how am I doing on time? Let's see. Keep in mind that big money is our money, the people's money, and our own money is being used against us that It says, we have so many ultra-rich liberals spending money to influence elections. Where are the ultra-rich conservatives doing the same? Well, that is a good question. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Oh, good point. Capitalism also has lifted more people out of poverty than any other system. And then also, this is a whole nother discussion. It says, I detest the use of the phrase, our workforce. The workforce does not belong to the government. Totally agree with them on that as well. Uh, Your thoughts on that, Steve?
2: Well, I'm I'm still back on the last one about capitalism taking more people out of, you know, uh, how did it
1: read? It has lifted more people out of poverty than any other system. And
2: that is so incredibly true, but it's probably the most overlooked, least understood premise. People just assume that it just happened somehow.
1: You know, and that's so important that we continue to make that point that it is capitalism. And that's why people are, are swimming rivers and trying to get in here is because of one of the bedrocks of the American idea, which is capitalism, which is the free exchange of goods and services. Uh, and, and capitalism is totally different than cronyism. And uh, our quote for the end of the show is Benjamin Franklin. He said, make yourself sheep and the wolves will eat you. So my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America.
9: Young like a new moon rising fierce, through the rain and wandering out into this great unknown. And I don't want no one to cry, but tell them if I don't survive, I-